Uh, let's pray together, and in particular, I want to pray for the dads, uh, and if you uh, would stand, dads, and at, the, at home, dads, go ahead and stand. This, this, this matters to you, and I want to pray God's blessing over you. I pray that God would give you grace, that he would give you peace, that he would give you comfort. Uh, I read this week, it said uh, part of leadership means taking people where they don't want to go. And, and sometimes as a dad, uh, that requires that. And I want to pray that you would experience the blessing of God and the direction of God on your lives. Father, thank you. Thank you that you are a father to the fatherless. Thank you that you, uh, Jesus, every time he referred to you, he called you father. And so I'm grateful that you love us and you care for us. And I pray for the dads that are standing God, I pray that you would give them comfort. I pray that you would give them insight. I pray that you would give them clarity. I pray that you would give them confidence. I pray you give them boldness. I pray you give them grace to offer uh, those around them. I pray you would give them patience. I pray that they would get an amazing nap in today. God, I, I pray that, that you would honor these dads, and I and Father, I realize that today is, is, is a tough day for many. Father, may you be the Father who loves and cares and pursues uh, everyone who is missing their dad or is uh, estranged from their dad. God, I pray that you'd be the God of peace, that you would comfort and you would provide amazing love and that the love of God would supersede uh, all of the things. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated, and thank you, dads. Appreciate you being here. Well, every, every week, I, it, it always hits on me, I think, people need Jesus. And, and I don't want that to be a trite saying at all when I talk about that, that people need Jesus. But in particular, I just think, can things get more confusing uh, and can things be more uh, divided than what they've ever been? I was telling somebody before church, uh, my, the first of the year, I was thinking, I was dreading an election year. Man, if that's all we were facing today, I woohoo, that would be awesome. Uh, but you go way beyond just that, economic issues that, are, that we're struggling with, uh, health issues, uh, mask or no mask issues, uh, I mean, there are so many things of tensions that we are having to, to live with and try to figure out how do we be Jesus to the people around us. We have racial tension. And last week I, I was thinking, oh, please, finally, maybe this will be the last tension we're having to, to, uh, to deal with. And, and now, I don't know if you're aware of it, but there is a, uh, a satanic... Uh, March this afternoon in 22 cities in the United States. Lincoln, Nebraska is one of them. And that happens today at 5 o'clock. And think, can we live in a more confusing era than that? They'll be at the Capitol at 5 o'clock this afternoon. I'll talk about our plan uh, at New Cove for that. Uh, but what I want to remind you is that we believe that Jesus is the answer. And so we have been positioning ourselves with prayer pods, and we'll have a little more discussion about that in a moment. 
But we've been talking about that what we need is an awakening. What we don't need is a system change. That would be nice in some areas. Uh, but our hope is not in, in systems to be changed, but our hope is in a relationship to be changed, that we would awaken ourselves. And so we've been calling on New Cove to, to pray certainly for our nation, for our world. But in particular, if, if our, we want our world to change, we have to be part of the change. And so we've talked about the idea of an awakening. And you'll remember this, but I want to remind you. Each awakening started with a group of people who prayed for the power of God to extend the kingdom of God in them. That is what is so important, that they would pray that the kingdom of God would be extended in them and then in their local city and then in around the world. And so four awakenings took place and the systems that were in place were, were messy as well. So there's four things that we are praying for. We've talked about two of them. One is that we would humble ourselves. And when we talk about humbling ourselves is that we realize instead of looking horizontally for only that which vertically can be found, that we quit looking horizontally for things to change and say what we need is a vertical change, which means our eyes upon Jesus, that we would humble ourselves, that we would pray. And when we talk about prayer, because we can pray for all kinds of things, but we're talking about a relationship and so last week we talked about this. We must bow to a God who is altogether other than you and me. That we would bow to a God that is totally different, that is much greater than I am. And so we move out of that Western, uh, Midwestern thinking of just going, I'm going to pull my bootstraps up. If it's to be, it's up to me to realize, no, our hope is in Christ and in Christ alone. Today we're going to talk about seeking his face. Our prayer pods will be talking about that as well and when we talk about seeking God's face, I want you to get this before we move into our passage. To seek his face is a Hebrew word which means to search out or run hard after. And so part of our prayer time is to figure out what am I seeking after? What am I running hard after? Because many times we're running horizontally for things that cannot meet the need that we have. We need to seek his face. His face also in the Hebrew translates this. It denotes a personal presence of God. That would be what we do. Say, I'm running hard after the presence of God, not the presence of other people. So what I'd like for you to do for just a moment before we talk about seeking his face, I want you to write down or put in, in your mind the three greatest stressors that you are facing right now. I'll give you a moment to think about it. The three greatest stressors that you're facing right now. And what we're going to talk about is how seeking his face can dramatically change the stressors in your life. So it's not fair for me to ask you to write them down if, if I don't do the same. I did the same. So here are the top three as of this morning. They'll change probably this afternoon. So the, first, the, uh, the three greatest stressors that I am that personally leading with right now, living with, is one, leading New Cub to point people to Jesus. That, I want that more than anything else. That, uh, say part, why New Cub exists is to point people to Jesus. Wherever we go, whatever we do, how we handle conflict, how we don't, uh, enter into some things, how we do enter some, th some things, relationships. It's all about how may I best point people to Jesus in the way I do that. 
That's the first thing that, that drives me. The second thing is keeping New Cove focused and unified. I don't know if you've heard this before or not, but did you know that some people uh, have struggled with some of the opinions that are going on around us? Have you looked at, at Facebook lately? There are a few pi- opinions that are rolled out. And we have physicians on both sides. We have people on both sides. And I'm telling you, I told somebody this week, I said, I, my job at New Cove and the job of New Cove staff is to point people to Jesus and do whatever we can to keep us unified. And I said, I think we can do it, but I'm going down with the ship. I'm totally committed to saying whatever we do, we're going to point people to Jesus and we're going to figure out how do we navigate difference of opinions because New Cove has difference of opinions. That's because we're human beings. The third and not least, but the third is just keeping Karen, my wife, and keeping Pop, her dad, uh, physically safe. They're both in high-risk categories, and so trying to figure out how do I best navigate uh, to, to lead well. The passage we look at is in Isaiah 40. Will you take your Bible or get on, uh, get your iPhone out? And we're going to look at Isaiah 40. And this Isaiah 40 so talks about how to handle the strains and stresses that we are currently in and the systems that we want changed. Let me start with this phrase, and you might jot this down. In dealing with issues, God is is present tense god is let me just start with genesis 1 1 just to remind you of a great passage in the beginning god not in the beginning you not in the beginning me not in the beginning some other thing but in the beginning god so we know that god is and we can rely upon him psalm 40 verse 12 listen this is amazing who else has held the oceans in his hand who has measured off the heavens with his fingers Who else knows the weight of the earth has weighed the mountains and hills on a scale? Whatever you're facing, you have a God who has done all of this and no one else has ever done this. God is. He's present tense. Verse 13. Who's able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or teach him? Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? I don't remember saying, now. God come and say, now, Tim, what do you think about this? It's clear of what his, his drive and desires are. Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Does he need instruction about what is good? Did someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice? We have a God who's all-knowing. Look at verse 15. No, for all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. Think about this, seven, eight, seven and a half, eight billion people on the planet and all the nations, they're just a drop in the bucket. They're nothing more than the dust on scales. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of sand. God is huge. He is unstoppable. He's just amazing. All the wood in Lebanon's forest, that's where it, it was the Nebraska Furniture Mart back then is what it was. And so if you wanted furniture, that's where you went, to Nebraska Furniture Mart there in Lebanon. The Lebanon's forest and Lebanon's animals would not be enough to make a burnt offering worthy of God. The nations of the world are worth nothing to him. In his eyes, they count for less than nothing, mere emptiness and froth. It's just not saying it didn't matter. It's saying in comparison, God is. 
So our worship team, come on back. We want to apply this immediately. So thinking of the three stressors in your life, we're going to sing a song. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to take so careful note of the lyrics. And the lyrics that are true to you, that you're embracing, then give, sing praise to God. Let him know that you are grateful for how amazing God is and how indescribable God is. And how unstoppable he is. So as, as, you, as you think that. But there are going to be some parts of the lyrics that don't fit. That are not true of you. Then use that as a confession. Say God I know this is true. But I don't feel it. I'm not experiencing. So use our worship time to sing praise to God. And then to confess to God. You may be seated. So when you think about the stresses in your life, not just what's going on around us, but internally, we have a God who is, he's present with us. Not only that, we have a God who is indescribable. And I want you to notice, look at verse 18. To whom can you compare God? What image can you find to resemble him? When we were, uh, it was not uncommon that you would go into homes and they would have just hundreds, that's a little bit of an uh, too much of an exaggeration. Thank you. Uh, there were 15, 20, 30 little tiny gods that they would have in their homes, and they would bow down to these in the shrine. They would bow down to these gods, just hoping that there would be uh, some, some favor from God. Uh, at that picture, particular time we were in, they talked about there were over 12 million gods that they had made. And I just think, we, again, we came there to say, we see almost the, kind of the Acts passage. We see how religious you are, but we want to talk about the one true God, the one who created it all. And that was where we went and how we talked to the people, saying, we want to tell you about a personal relationship you can have with the creator of the universe. To whom can you compare God? What image can you find to resemble him? Can he be compared to an idol formed in a mold overlaid with gold and decorated with silver and chains? As beautiful as that may be, it's still a thing. Or if people are too poor for that, they might at least choose wood that won't decay and a skilled craftsman to carve an image that won't fall down. Haven't you heard? Don't you understand? Are you deaf to the words of God, the word he gave before the world began? Are you so ignorant? God sits above the circle of the earth. The people below seem like grasshoppers to him. He spreads out the heaven like a curtain, makes his tent from them. He judges the great people of the world and brings them all to nothing. They hardly get started, barely taking root. When he blows on them, they wither. The wind carries them off like chaff. Again, it's not saying God doesn't care. It's just saying when we have issues, how in the world can we think this issue cannot be handled by God? He has a, he's the creator of all, and all the nations are just like, like grasshoppers in his sight. We have a God who is. We have a God who is indescribable. So this next song, listen to the words again. Listen to the lyrics as you think about this indescribable God. And as we sing this song to God, let your, let your concerns and worries fall under that tent of the greatness of God. <laughs> 
Isn't it amazing, and you may be seated, isn't it amazing that our tendency could be to so, so look horizontally instead of looking vertically? And we have the greatness of God. God is, and, and he's always present. We also know he's indescribable. Now, here's where the, the even better part comes. God is aware of what's going on with you right now. Look at verse 25. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Asked the Holy One. Look up into the heavens who created all the stars. He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by name. The millions and billions of stars God created, and he's named them. And if he's able to name them, imagine what he can do with you and with me when we seek his face. Because of his great power, his incomparable strength. Again, don't hydroplane over that. Because of his great power, because of his incomparable strength, that ought to just stop us there alone. Not a single one of the billions of stars is missing. It gets better. Oh, Jacob. How can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? You're not alone. How can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? And then again he tells us, The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak. He doesn't grow weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He is aware you are not alone. Last and the best of all, God is involved. It's not that he just is, which is pretty much amazing in itself. That alone should deserve our focus upon him. He's indescribable. Why in the world would we look somewhere else when he is indescribable? He's aware of everything around us. All three of those, would, would you would assume we would get to a point where we'd say, man, my hope and eyes are going to be on him, not anywhere else. But God's involved. Look at verse 29. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who wait or trust, those words are synonymous in this case, but those who wait or trust in the Lord will find new strength. None of us like waiting, I know that. I love what C.S. Lewis put about, about waiting. He said, I'm sure that God keeps no one waiting unless he sees that it's good for him to wait. Yeah, welcome to that. Just wanted to encourage you with that. God bless you. God's aware and he's involved. He gives strength to those who wait upon the Lord. And they will find new strength, not improved. They will find brand new strength. And that's what we need in a season where we've never been before. We need something new. They will soar on wings like eagles. 
They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. We have a God who makes a way for us. So as we close with this last song, then think of these four things that we've talked about, that God is, he's indescribable, he's aware, and he's involved. So as we sing this next song, will you cast all your care upon God because he is aware and he cares for you? So Father, may you be, may you be our way. You said you are the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by you. You've said that you can cause all things to work together for good to those who love you and who seek you. God, may we seek your face. May we run hard after you. And anytime we begin to put our hope and trust in other things or other people, would you knock on our hearts? Knock on mine. God, I want my hope to be in you and in you alone. And God, I pray that for New Cov. I pray that for our city, for our state, for our nation, for our world, that there would be an awakening that would happen because we put our eyes upon you and seek you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome worship, hadn't it been? Yeah, so good. You may be seated. And uh, I want to want to spend just a few moments of saying, so where do we go from here? First of all, our tendency, I guess I should put it this, put it this way. Uh, I was at a wedding last weekend, and I said to the bride-to-be, I said, your husband-to-be is not your hope. He's not the He's not the hub of your life. And if you're looking for him to be, to hold your life together, you're looking in the wrong place. And then I said it to the husband. I said, your hope is not that your wife will meet all of your needs because we were never created to be the center. And our tendency so much in, in talking about today's message, seek first his face our tendency is to put our hope in systems, to put our hope in other things and other people. And those are good things. I'm not, I'm not down on systems. I'm not down on people. But people and systems were never created to hold us together. Our hope is in Christ and in Christ alone. And so my hope would be that you would put your hope and trust in Jesus if you've never done that, that you would just simply, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. And as simple as that, it says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved that you would call upon him. And for those of us who called on him, uh, may we call on him to be our way maker and not other things or other people. If you wouldn't mind, if you get your phone out, and uh, that includes those that are here uh, in our auditorium as well, and if you will then uh, text here to 402-260-2400, and then text the word RESPOND. Uh, It's important that we are able to uh, make sure we have prayer requests from you. Those things come out usually by Sunday evening. And so we're going to pray this week that God would meet all of your needs, whatever you send in.
but beyond, even more important than that, that God would be your way maker, that your eyes would be upon him. And so there are several things you can look through. I would like to talk with some about following Jesus or a growth plan. We would love to have that conversation with you. You can see things that uh, you have option for. Uh, let me encourage you. We're actually in week three of our prayer pods, and we just are calling people together to pray individually, to pray as a group uh, for us as a country and for our world. And given the latest uh, with the satanic march this evening, uh, I just think it's so important that we pray as a congregation, uh, as members of New Covenant. So joining a prayer pod or you want to lead a prayer pod. When, you, when I say you want to lead a prayer pod, it just means you'll lead whatever group you want to invite. Uh, I'm going to send out a, a special blast this afternoon to our entire church. And here's what I would like for us to do. Uh, in, in response to what's going on at the Capitol this afternoon. Uh, at 4.30, they're, they're uh, lined up to be there at 5. And uh, at 4.30, I would like to just call all of our new coveys to pray. Wherever you are that you pray, uh, our battle is not against flesh and blood. Against, it's against the powers of darkness. And so uh, our battle is not against other people. It's against the powers of darkness. And so I want to send out a prayer uh, kind of a prayer directive, and just at 4.30, just as a family or whoever you're with, just stop and pray. I know there are some people that are meeting uh, down at the Capitol. I'm calling on New Cove to, for us to pray, and we are well positioned with our prayer pods to do that. I will also uh, make some adjustments in our prayer pods for this week, so not only this afternoon will uh, our entire church pray at 4.30, from 4.30 until you're done, uh, but also in our prayer pods this week, uh, we will position our prayer time around just praying for the greatness of God. And we're going to use Isaiah 40 as our driver. And so you'll want to mark your Bibles on that uh, for us to be sure and do that. There, there are places for you to have prayer requests uh, on, your, on your phones as well. And then uh, this won't surprise you. But the discussion that I would like for you to have on your way out or at, at the home, uh, talk about which of the four characteristics that we talked about, God is, God is indescribable, God is aware, God is involved. Which of those four do you need right now? Given all that's going on around you, which, which speaks to you today of those four Talk about that, and then obviously I want to. We want you to do something with it, and our hope would be that you would put your hope and trust in Christ as the waymaker. Get it? Got it. Good. Uh, thank you for uh, your offerings. We are still on track, and so we want to thank Nuka for being so faithful in giving. Those of you that are here this morning, we have a couple of boxes out there. If you are. Uh, giving your offerings and not doing that online. We have that uh, possibility for you. But uh, we're, we're making changes as we go. And so uh, much, much of what we're having to, uh, to deal with is temporary. So I'm saying we're all in this together. And our goal of New Cove is to create an environment where people can focus on Jesus and, uh, and nowhere else. And so we're committed to that. So pray for our new cub, pray for our city, pray for our state. 
and for our world. I'm uh, so excited about the opportunities that are before us. God's got this. He has this.